0: Presented here is a free teaser for this month's edition of the Top Rope Nation Classics Patreon bonus podcast. Every single month, we release a deep dive on a classic wrestling event as voted on by our supporters on Patreon. It's a true historical deep dive. The only place to hear these shows in full? Join the Patreon page for just $5 per month. The link is right here in the podcast description. Patreon is the best way to support the show so click that link in the episode description and read all about it. its patreon.com top rope nation and enjoy this special free preview Ah, uh, yes. What's going on, patrons? It is episode 39 of Top Rope Nation Classics, the 39th time we have done this. It's Ryan Drosty, it's Justin Joint, and Kyle Ross. J- Justin, you're getting a phone call already.
1: I know. Yeah, they what they the know hell? we're on the Sorry.
0: air. <laughs> I tried to put the
1: phone way up, far away, too, damn it.
0: <laughs> it's the 39th edition of Top Rope Nation Classics. We're going back to 1991 WCW. I was thinking about this. Is this the earliest WCW show we have done? No, we did Chi-Town no. Rumble right 89. I thought yeah, we I thought we did earlier too. Um maybe not. We did Chi-Town Rumble 89 Super Bowl 2 obviously so 92. We've done like Memphis wrestling from way back. Uh man, we've done so many of these now. They're all kind of I got to think about it. What, what I don't th-
2: th- I done? don't think we've done anything in 1990. Although no you know, as much as we're going to do a great job on this Got to tell the listeners, I was a little disappointed that we didn't get WrestleWar '90 for this year because I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, like the the Flair Luger situation and what uh to or to not put the title on Luger. I thought it would have been so great vis a vis the ro- the recent Romy R- Romy uh, Roman and <laughs> Sammy situation that we're talking about in 2023 with WWE. I thought it would have been a kind of interesting compare contrast, but alas, WrestleWar '91 at the time one of the great reviewed shows uh yes in the wrestling observer newsletter
0: we were so justin and i were talking about this um over the weekend and i know we've talked about this war games match before and i don't remember what was it during the flare draft is that when it would have been because i know i know for sure i have went back and revisited it for the pod at one point in time so i know we've talked about that it'll be fun to revisit that like you said we've never done a 91 wcw show for sure we've done summer slam 91 i think was the first edition of classics we ever did so we've done this year before um, we did this but, tuesday yeah. in texas tuesday in texas that's right uh so uh yeah i think the earliest world class 83 thanksgiving star wars memphis with derek Chappelle, and uh shaitan rumble 89 i think this is i think this oh, is well, the no. early-
2: well, We did main event 88 too for WWE. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've done WrestleMania yeah. 3, we did Saturday's main event. We, we've, well, we've I was, done I was thinking
0: non WWF though. Oh, yeah. okay.
2: like non did, WWF.
1: Didn't we do? I thought we did like a, a clash or a great American bash with flair and funk. Maybe we didn't cover the did entire we,
2: show. Did we, no, we did. We do great American bash 89 from start to finish. I don't
1: think so are you sure <laughs> okay. maybe, maybe you know what we probably just talked about it in the flare draft everybody go listen yeah. to the flare draft
0: <laughs> just mm-hmm. just listen to the flare draft you'll get a lot of that yeah no i'm literally scrolling through all these classic shows now and it's, it takes a while to do it now so
2: i'm not we never did great, great american, american bash 89
0: hmm. no we talked we did um the show with Liam about O'Rourke the gra- we talked about all the great american bash no that was or not Leo thought- O'Rourke. it was uh, a Graham graham coffin
2: yeah that's yeah right, that's right
0: Liam did the summer slam draft with us. So yeah, that's right guys. It's like, we've done hundreds of podcasts and it's hard to keep them straight. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Thank you for all your support patrons and, and nominating this one and, and voting and making this the winner. And I know you guys, like we've talked about this on the show before we're big fans of WCW kind of in the early nineties era, watching it. Like at least Justin was for sure. I had to go back and revisit a lot of this stuff. Um, Kyle, I mean, where was your wrestling fandom in early 1991?
2: Pretty strong, I would say. Uh, You know, talked a lot about WWF, certainly, in school. So I would have been, ooh, this would have been fifth grade, I would have said, uh, when this show happened. Um, And I had just started watching WCW in late 1990, around Halloween Havoc time. So I was aware Of kind of what was going on in real time certainly didn't order this show um in retrospect benefit of hindsight if you will uh this was a weird time in wcw Mm. was it not uh this is the first year 1991 where wcw was wcw they had uh stopped using the nwa name uh, Mm -hmm. in 1990 rhodes had just come back uh to book He was a color commentator on this show as well, uh, fresh off his uh, run in WWF, which had just ended at the Royal Rumble. Uh, They'd gone back to Flair as the world heavyweight champion after Sting uh, did not uh, make the sky blue forever and the sun shine forever as world heavyweight champion. Uh, That was in January. But Flair's only a few months from bolting and leaving the promotion in tatters, is he not? So... uh, It's just a weird period, this early part of 91. And this Undercard that we're going to get to, it really feels like we've got a lot of new guys to push, but no one legitimate to put them over. It it, it was almost, dare I say, Mm Clash-like Undercard. Uh, Outside of the War Games, well, there's some good stuff, and we'll get into it. Some just wild kind of off-the-wall stuff that shines. Nothing felt pay-per-view worthy. This is like, to me, a the kind of lineup you get when you bring a new Booker in and he's just kind of trying to move a lot of pieces around.
0: Yeah. Justin, 1991. Were you getting the show uh, at your dad's with that famous satellite that you've talked about before?
1: Not yet. That didn't come in until uh, fall of 91. Uh, so I, I had not really started watching w yet but i was starting to learn about it from just random pro wrestling books i'd find so i I knew a lot of the the major players maybe small storylines like i knew about sting winning the world championship at great american bash in 90 Uh, but for the most part i I was I, i was super into wwf at this time
0: before we get to the show itself uh kind of an interesting side note here is that there was kind of a mini war that weekend in Arizona between the WWF and WCW. Mm-hmm. So the night before Wrestle War, WWF ran Tempe, which is just a, you know, it's like right next to Phoenix. Uh, I I looked it Twin up cities.
1: I looked it up uh the drive between the two venues is 18 minutes.
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's like Minneapolis St. Paul basically. I mean like Twin Cities. And uh so the WWF had this house show at the ASU Activity Center, they had yeah, I know, what a name. six six thousand forty eight hundred paid for a live gate of $60,000. Uh, the main event of that show was Sergeant Slaughter against the Ultimate Warrior in a non-title steel cage match. Also had uh, in the semi-main Jake Roberts and Rick Martell. Uh, who else was on that show? Mr. Perfect and Roddy Piper. The Heart Foundation against Paul Roma and Hercules.
1: Power and Davey. Glory. It's
0: yep. a good card. Baby Boy <laughs> was on that show against the Warlord, Barbarian and Coco Beware, uh, Snooka and Haku, Bushwhackers, Orient Express. Yeah, that's the whole card right there. So the interesting thing about this is that so Wrestle War did 6,800 in the building, the WWF House Show did 6,000, but. The WWF House show had 4,800 paid. The WCW pay per view had 4,300 paid. So WWF mm. actually outdrew them with the House show as far as paid attendance goes. Uh, the WCW Live Gate for Wrestle War was $53,000. And the WWF House show in Tempe did $60,000 for a Live Gate. So we had WWF actually bad? outdrew them with the House show.
2: Can you imagine if, like, we were reading in The Observer next week, a WWE or AEW house show did $63,000, like, $50,000? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Seems rather <Yeah>. paltry.
0: <laughs> Cheap tickets, man, in that era. Yeah, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's kind of interesting that they, they were there the same weekend, yeah. one day apart.
2: And that was something they would do, uh, WWF. I, wanna, I don't want to say, like, all the time, but the famous one was the night before wrestle war 89 in Nashville, mm-hmm. like WWF, like they would run the house show real late. They would keep the, like the the goal was to like burn the people out or something that they were like too tired and like sleep in and miss the, the, the WCW pay-per-view the next day. I don't know what it was, but yeah, they always tried to like burn the crowd out the next night before. So yeah. it's not like a WrestleMania weekend where it's like, they were keeping them from the show. I don't know how how effective was that. I mean, did like anyone like not make it that was attending to? The... I want to hear that.
0: I'm sure a with few some... people did, but like
2: not measurably. Yeah, much, no, like that probably. couldn't be like like with somebody like man. Yeah. I just I just can't make the show tomorrow, man. That was too much <laughs> WWF action. <laughs> <laughs>
0: too many it... WWF superstars for my blood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if
2: anyone was in the Phoenix area in 1991 that happened to you, please contact this podcast. It's, <laughs> it's time it's for WrestleWar.
0: So, Phoenix, Arizona, the Arizona Veterans Memorial Coliseum, this was the home of the Phoenix Suns from 1968 until 1992. So, at this point in time, still the home of the Suns. Uh, You will notice right from the start lots of empty seats. As I said, 6,800 fans were there. Uh, It was set up for 13,000. So, it's roughly half full. Not good uh but you know what more people should have came out because uh yeah this main event is legendary the undercard we're gonna get into here first uh but pay-per-view buys according to wrestlenomics 160,000 pay-per-view buys for wrestle war they're they're biggest of the entire year i believe yeah I, I, i like in that era they were all like pretty close but i think you're right i think this was the highest for sure so, yeah. I mean, until Hogan comes over, they're always kind of within this kind of 100 to 170-ish, you know, area. So, uh Tony Schiavone welcomes us and he throws it over to Jim Ross and Dusty Rhodes and we go to the WCW Six Man Titles match real, to open things up. Yeah.
1: Real quick, I just want to point out you guys saw who was on the dark match, right? Mm-hmm. Eddie, right? Eddie Guerrero was in the yeah. dirt match, which I'm surprised considering like, you know, we're about to go through the undercard and how there is a handful of just seemingly randos in these mm. matches. You know, Phoenix has a, a pretty large Hispanic population. Why not put Eddie on the main card?
2: So what did Dave say in the observer that they uh, on radio and TV were hyping, quote, a lucha libre match and dave's like i can't imagine that just typing a generic lucha libre match brought in many additional yeah. buys. that's you're what you're right said, word for word yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah it was uh they went seven minutes and 40 seconds two and three quarter stars dave was in the building by the way so his mm-hmm. review in the observer is and so was wade keller I went back just like you call and I read the torch as well. And, uh, they're given the live perspective and, and their grades from attending live. So
2: I thought the observer, course. I thought the observer poll was a little too generous on this. I didn't yeah. think this was like a 97% thumbs up.
0: 97.3% <laughs> was... thumbs up, 2.7% down. No in the middle. Yeah.
2: yeah. But like at the time they said it was like the only two shows that it did better. And the, uh, feedback was, uh, like the two eighty, like the eighty nine clash with Flair and Funk, mm. and I think like Wrestle War eighty nine, which is pretty crazy when you think about it. Yeah, I think this one best major show in the Observer for ninety one.
0: It's pretty heavily praised at the time. I saw that yeah. in both newsletters. Uh, yeah, the opening match of the pay per view proper is for the WCW six man titles, and it's as Dave calls them the Junk Food Dog, <laughs> JYD, <laughs> Ricky Morton, Tommy Rich. Uh, Taken on State Patrol and Big Cat. uh, And it's uh, JYD, Morton, and Rich are the six-man champions. There are no six-man title belts. Dave writes in The Observer, Okay, I recognize the problem in that nobody takes the six-man belt seriously, and not having any belts doesn't help. Considering the champs are guys languishing in Never Never Land, and the heel side consists of a guy who was pushed and didn't get over, and as of late has disappeared from television, and two jobbers... And this was billed as a title match for titles to mean something and title matches to mean something. They should be limited to matches where the marks can at least take the champs, the belts and the challengers seriously, end quote. And for the record,
1: there are actual physical six man world title belts Uh, where they are in this moment. I I have no idea. I, I tried to find it and came up empty handed. Because I know, you know, they're, they're transitioning, like Kyle pointed out at the beginning of the pod, from NWA to WCW, which is, you know, a, a big storyline point later on with the U.S. title. Uh...
0: Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things.